0: Is, is a concept of human perception. Is sort of, is that, uh, that's, where we're, that's where we're going with this. You see, oh, 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 hello, listener. We didn't see you there because it doesn't work that way. it uh, doesn't. Welcome to Big Damn Cast, sponsored by Roy. Um, Thanks, Roy. Yeah, good guy, Roy, good guy. Good products. what turn your teeth great? Roy G. Biv. Roy Roy G. Wikiwa.
1: I am Chris, complete with herring and vegetables, Johnson. I am Matt, third-party upgrade kit installed, Watson. You have as well, that's the best part. And you're here for another week of Wiffles, Waffles and Film! Riffles, Waffles and Wilf. Where we talk about
0: stuff that doesn't really matter because we're all going to die one day so let's focus on the trivial. Um, but in the meantime, y- y- talk about this expansion kit. O- o- what I'm seeing in front of me, dear yes, listener. Yes, yes. Um, Anyone aside from our... my
1: Instagram will have seen this.
0: Yeah, but oh, I didn't realise you posted pictures of your genitalia Oh, Instagram. sorry. <laughs> But on the table is uh, an Optimus
1: plan. Yeah, I, I I delved yeah. into the dark dark world of um, third party upgrade kits for Transformers. Everyone take a shot. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be record time to Transformers. It was one fifty three. Um, <laughs> that was probably the soonest. Yeah, um, because I got I finally got myself a figure I've been after for ages. The two thousand fifteen combiner wars voyager class optimus prime because he combines with other robots and he's optimus prime what more do you want what more do you want um, damn it and then i saw that there's an upgrade kit uh which is basically you you take the figure apart and put bits on it or what? To varying or lesser degrees i've seen some upgrade kits which are literally like just a couple of shoulder pads and a different head Oh, that's not an great. That that's just an yeah. eight, that's just an 80s business rework. I know, right. But this is a fairly involved upgrade kit which which um entails disassembling his entire lower half <laughs> um in, including doing some really scary shit like hammering pins out of his torso joints. <laughs> um it's not I wouldn't recommend spending your Saturday night Hammering away at one of your toys, um, but that's what I did, um, and I got I got it installed, and it, it and it's gorgeous. It turns what is a a, a pleasing, uh, chunky but slightly misproportioned and uh, pretty good at best figure into a masterpiece. It is beautiful. Not an actual masterpiece, Transformer. It's not that. It's it's, it's not that comprehensive. Um, but all the same, like, one one B5 hour Transformers, the older I've got,
0: is, is poseability, because I like my action figures on my shelf looking all cool and stuff, and a lot of the older ones, you can't really... Pose them like yeah, they the new they're more, ones are a lot for better play. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the new ones are definitely better for that. Like I, I've still not opened him. I'm saving him for a day when I'm really miserable. But I've oh, got, got Star my scream nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, which sounds really weird. For those who don't know, like I love toys, and if I feel they're really miserable, Smith can cheer me up. Just opening a toy. Just opening a new toy. Uh, so Starscream has been in his box like a year and a bit now, yeah. and I'm just waiting for an excuse to open him. Uh, I'm not really. I'd rather not be miserable. But he looks good. Nice. He looks nice in the window. Yes. Window thingy boxing anyway. Just Watson. in his. Just in his. Plastic but I listen. like, but I would like to play with him. Um, mm. But but you know, it's, it's the only Transformers I've it's really got good. at the moment. Is I've got the three movie ones based, uh, the three movie ones that are released movie as part baby. of the mm, God as part of the line at Universal Studios for the ride. There's like a mini. Uh, line of figures, and it's Bumblebee, Optimus, and Evac, who is, who de- the movie version of which debuts in
1: Transformers The Ride at the Universal Parks. Transformers The Ride. Ra- I think he's unique to that. I don't think there's another Evac line I'm
0: sure there. they'll sneak him in somewhere, I imagine. <coughs> but, in something. But,
1: yeah, so so I CFA. bought them. They're, they're, they're,
0: they're relatively posable. They look quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, considering they're the movie versions. But this Optimus is sexy. I mean... Like lot he, of that is, he is
1: striking a pose. None of that possibility really comes from the upgrade kit. Like the arms are the same; they've just got mm. stuff clipped on. Um, and he's got his hip swivel, that his hip rotation. That's that's new. That's that's the same. Sorry, Matt's pointing at the robot's groin for those. Yes, I'm Watching his, at home. <laughs> I'm touching his primo vitalis. Oh, um, he is he's striking it he up legs, and down. The, the legs are pretty much the same, but they're longer. And, yeah, um, which is nice because it adds to his overall imposing size. Well, that's the thing; it just makes him better proportioned, and also makes him—he's basically the next size class up. He's gone from being a Voyager class figure to a leader class figure, essentially. Um, and the the main thing it adds in terms which helps his poseability, is it's got ankle tilts, so he can and... not just sort of be crouched yeah. slightly or stood yeah. straight. He can he can have his legs, spread which is important more. for this figure because both every every figure that uses this mold. So it's the Optimus Prime and the Motor Master from Combiner Wars. <laughs> Um
0: people taking shots with the Transformers the motor, stuff are so drunk right The motor now. master
1: mold um they have a real problem with the with the hip ratchets Yeah the in and out hip r- the front and back ones are fine they're a little loose even with the springs um but the front the side to side hip ratchets are the the notches are really far apart Ah okay So, so, so could, they're, either they're either completely straight or yeah, doing the splits or, yeah basically and because but because his legs are longer and he's got the ankle tilts that kind of mitigates a lot of that and that's the main thing that that helps him in terms of posability but apart from that apart from that like a lot of these it's not really added any posability that's the great thing about the generations figures is they're all fairly posable um the only thing i've noticed on a couple of them depending on the transformations don't have hip rotations mm-hmm. like waist rotations sorry yeah um that's the main thing but other than that they're all fairly it's pretty hot.
0: And like you said, he's based on the 2012
1: IDW he's based design? On, yeah, he's based on Don Figueroa's design. Was it 2012? Well, I think it was 2010. Yeah, it was 2010. Uh, the, the Don Figueroa redesign for the 2010 IDW Transformers ongoing, which then went on to inform Optimus's look going forward. So he, cut, he cuts, cuts a things. nice like animated look then? He, yeah. He, do, yeah, he, he doesn't look sort of
0: you know cut and paste this is optimus prime guys it's like no this yeah. is optimus prime he's got character to him it's the, i like it
1: the split window chest and the truck spoiler and the massive antenna on his uh, on his head I'll oh s- thank god i'll find a pi- <laughs> i'll find a quick picture of the design for him plus a giant
0: fecking axe
1: Oh, yeah, also a giant axe. And sword and Which, dagger variants. Yeah, you can... Which is really
0: nice. I like the fact that it's just... You can slot them in and out of the same handle, so it's saving even more... Yeah. Like, plastic and stuff. And also, you're never going to... them them all just laid out in front of it, and You're going to pick one, so that's quite cool.
1: Yes. Good work. It's... Do
0: you want to give the company a shout-out, or good? technically <laughs> is that committing a crime?
1: Uh, the company's SND. <laughs> <S&D>. Woo! <laughs> um, oh, the police are after Yeah. The bootleg uh, police. Which I can't remember what that stands for. Sexy, um, nice, deets. There you go. That's the that's the Figueroa Optimus Prime design. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh God, you yeah. can see that so, absolutely. Um, Especially in the legs. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's 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 a nice it's a nice toy, and um, it's now the centerpiece of my collection because it's the most i've ever spent on a single transformers toy. My god, because i had well, because i had to buy the figure for about 25 quid, which is the cheapest i've ever found a combiner mm. wars prime smells Smalien's Benny Chance. No, Smiley's no, that was called. eBay. Like ah, because they you...
0: sometimes just whack like reductions uh, on transformers.
1: even loose and complete on eBay, he's, i've seen him go for well over 50 quid. Jesus wept. Uh, but I managed to snag him up for 25. You
0: could get at least a third of a B&M TARDIS for that. Oh, God,
1: do no. um, And then... <laughs> so glad I uh, bought that one I did, actually. The new upgrade kit was, like, another 35-odd quid. Blaney. Plus shipping from China. Crikey-o, Nora. Yeah. But it's... Sarah Jane. Totes worth it. Now I have to get more upgrade kits for my...
0: Oh, God, it started. Well, I'll tell you what else has started... Pre-production no. on Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Wait, no. oh, hang on. I'm being, yeah, I'm being handed a note no. by our uh, R- invisible <laughs> fictional <laughs> assistant.
1: <laughs> oh, through Telegram. Oh, cool. What's what's incoming it say? New, incoming news bulletin. Stop. I Production it. delayed <laughs> indefinitely. A new movie. Stop. Disney send everyone home from the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 pre-production. Stop. New director still not found. Stop, stop.
0: Now, this is interesting because Disney have not made any announcements in regards to is looking it, for a new director. Or is
1: it deeply upsetting?
0: It's really upsetting, but it, it's also the fact that production's halted, not because... Because I think there's some misinformation out there. A lot of people are thinking that it's because they've not found a new director. And it, sources indicate they haven't been looking yet. No, no. Because I imagine Kevin Feige and that side of it are still arguing... Guys,
1: it should be James. Well, the cast are clearly unhappy about it. Oh, I mean, David Teaster very much so, yeah. Yeah, they they don't want to continue on without it. And it's weird because they're like, oh, well, they're probably going to still use his script. Well, why fire him and then use his scripts? How can you distance yourself from someone Mm -hmm. and then use his work? I mean, I think we'd all rather them definitely Stupid. use his script
0: if they're going ahead with the third one. <clears throat> but it does play hypocritical on their part. Yeah,
1: like, oh, we can't be associated with this person. We should use his script. Fuck off. Fuck off, Alan Horn. Yeah, because that's. Anything. So this is like the first major roadblock that. Yeah, I mean, well, the movie, the movie was,
0: was uh, as far as we know, because they, they haven't announced a slate um, beyond.
1: The fourth Avengers movie, yeah. It was due to start shooting in winter.
0: Yeah, but uh, we don't know if it was a twenty late in the 2019 or early 2020 release. Yeah,
1: but I imagine early 2020. Yeah.
0: So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. Um, Let's face it, it's not going to happen. Unless they bring back Gun, it ain't happening, at least in this iteration. It has been
1: delayed indefinitely.
0: Yeah, which means <laughs> there is a sliver of a chance they could go, all right, something's been sorted, it's going to happen. Yeah. But... No time time frame as to when that could occur. or or No deadlines. There's no deadlines anymore. They have let the production team go so they can get other work and not hang around because they all thought they had jobs for the next, like, nine months. Nope. So, yeah. Fun. Um, Someone summed it up on Twitter the other day quite beautifully. It was a tweet during the rounds when the news broke about the indefinite hiatus. They said, so essentially, Disney let a... um, Agenda pushing alt-right rape apologist trick them out of earning hundreds of millions of dollars.
1: I mean, I'm, it's not like I feel sorry for a Disney's bank account, but... No, but at the same time, like... Yeah.
0: You know, they, they looked at that and went, oh, you're right! It's like... No! Hundreds of millions of dollars. Even on the cold, hard, basic level of the cash business side. It's not good, is it? It's the worst decision they could have
1: made. It's not good. Um... Oh, but
0: people will be disgusted that we're playing a guy who who made, like, paedophile jokes. Yet, guess what? That same guy's already made you all the money. And at least 80% of the audience for this have a head on their shoulders where they're going, yeah, you guys are in the wrong for firing him. They would go, oh, that's kind of gross, but he's apologised. We're going to come see the movie. There's only You're not going to lose a great deal who are like, this is sickening, I've changed my mind. It's like, right, well, that's them.
1: I'm sickening. I'll change your mind. Oh, um, no it's just it's just a hypocrisy on all yeah. sides like oh i am I'm I'm a rape apologist who's gonna get this person fired for making rape and pedophilia jokes like, oh come the fuck on like yeah Hold, your, hold yourself to the same fucking standards at least. But we've we, that's that's ground we've well covered. Yeah, it's just it seems to be that see, this is a previous episode see and a couple of weeks them. ago's episode for more detail. It's just it's just ridiculous. the point is they've ba- they've essentially cancelled the movie. Yeah, I mean they haven't cancelled the movie. It's an indefinite hiatus. It's i.e.
0: i.e. it's going to be very difficult to get it back to. Yeah. Even even if they turned around in like three months time and went right okay. We've we've other word he's gonna swallow his pride, uh, and we're gonna bring
1: James Gunn back.
0: Even if that was the outcome, it's like right. Well, his handpicked crew are all busy doing other jobs now. Yeah. The cast will all have booked oh, to work. Oh
1: fucking hell! Yeah, trying to get the cast back together would be a yeah. nightmare. Yeah, because they're all in demand as Marvel well. Marvel
0: Studios are putting more of their efforts now into uh, Doctor Strange Two or, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. it's like sorry guys, you're gonna have to wait longer. So even if the film does happen, we're looking at. Another four, maybe five years at minimum before we see it. So, embrace seeing the Guardians and Avengers 4, guys, because it's possibly the last time we're ever going to see them.
1: Uh, Never say ever.
0: Ever. (laughs) Ha ha! Never
1: say ever again. Oh, God. Um, Yes,
0: I'm back in the role with a different film studio. Oh, on
1: on a similar subject.
0: That's how they do it. They just make a knockoff Guardians of the Galaxy when they become public domain.
1: On, on it's about summer, fifty years. On a similar subject, something we didn't talk about last week because it happened just after we recorded. It did indeed. Danny Boyle exited Bond Twenty Five. Chuffing well, did yeah. They, they, unearth, they unearthed
0: dirty jokes he made. For, oh wait, no, that's no, not no, happened. No, no. no. Um, well, we don't know why he left, aside from the creative differences.
1: Is, the rumor, uh, a rumor that I heard, I can't find an, uh, a a reliable source for it, is that he left because they wanted to kill off bond that doesn't track for me that doesn't that's
0: fine for me if they are indeed planning the next iteration to be a different take on it again because then you are you you are having casino royale to this one be one story like this is one version of bond I'm fine with that yeah yeah I mean I'm fine with that but I know what you mean like he probably was he probably Mm. went into it like no here's the bond story I've always wanted to tell I don't want to be the guy who pulls the trigger and it's like, well, eh. Um, but yeah, it, it was announced it was announced, wasn't it, that it was uh, the three names were the ones who announced that it, it, it as their relationship with Danny Boyle has finished and he's not gonna be the director. And one of the three names, is, of course, one of the producers, which is yeah. Daniel Clegg.
1: Um so interesting. I th- I this comes from a this comes from a source from the sun. So mm. take it with a pinch of salt. But Apparently. Oh, God. There were discussions about killing off Bond in dramatic fashion at the end, a source told
0: The The Sun. sun.
1: Back in (laughs) Liverpool. It would also leave it open for a twist in the next instalment. Either Bond hadn't died or there could be a Doctor Who-esque regeneration with a new actor. So not Doctor Who-esque at all, just... These are reportedly (laughs) part of the creative differences that caused Boyle to quit as director of the 25th Bond movie. It's not.
0: Um, I, I like how they've. Oh, don't do like regenerate? Do you just mean a recasting? Yeah, yeah. Do you just mean a recasting, that's recasting. guys? That's, that's you know, like has like happened in many other things. So arguably, yeah, arguably, it's... James Bond being one of the sort of first things to do that in the mainstream. So the Bond film. franchise
1: is, is is now up in the air. Yeah, so well, they'll, they'll find a new director. again. They'll find a new direction in no time. I guarantee see, that. This James is, Gunn This is my unpopular opinion. James Gunn <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Oh, I'm going to predict your unpopular it, opinion. Let it die. Let it die. Just let it, let die. it go. Just let. But like the 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 character is a relic. Of, you're a relic, Bond. Uh, you are. You're a misogynist dinosaur. I believe you did. calls him in Goldeneye. Um, it's
0: <laughs> which is nice that they call it out. And to be fair, I've argued before
1: the Craig films do veer away
0: from a lot of the problematic elements. I, I think in some ways they lean action. into it harder. I don't know. No. Oh no. Like even if you watch Brosnan, which is definitely a light affair. If you watch Brosnan's era compared to Craig's, Brosnan's era is full of the more problematic stuff. I just, rem- I just for remember, Christ, for Christ's sake, like Christmas Jones and all uh... that stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? Just, uh... some, of it's che- some of it's just cheesy and outdated, but other stuff is borderline raping.
1: Watching, yeah, watching Inspector, I felt deeply uncomfortable when he sort of almost rapes Monica Bellucci. Yeah.
0: Oh god. And yeah. It then... was just like. We're having sex now, right? I'm yeah. pissing off, and it's like huh, who's, what? who's the
1: other? Who's the other Bond girl in that? Is it uh, Leia Sado, uh, French actress? But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think so. I believe so. And like their their relationship is exists only because that's what happens to female characters when yeah. Bond is around. It's it absolutely Sky falls
0: almost the least gross in that respect because there is definitely there is a sexual interaction a moment, but then it, it's just this one moment between these two characters in a moment of quiet yeah and then it's not drawn on but then she's fringed, but she also wasn't a central character nor is her death a motivation for him it's part of the deep undercover thing where he's just like I just have to let this happen I'm and not again. sure if that's better or worse I don't know I'm not, I'm not saying it's better for the, yeah. for the tone overall but within the context of the story she's not used as just like a it's just sex sells part it, of the part of the, the the appeal of the film and then the rest of the film doesn't have a single element of that in Skyfall no not really point. yeah um and I'd argue Casino Royale battles against it a bit as well, because it goes through the actual meaning relationship thing instead. Yeah. Like the idea of a connection. But then Quantum of Solace is just a reaction to, you killed my woman. And it's like, okay. I mean... Quantum of Solace is
1: also very bad. It is. It's got
0: Gemeraton in it, and it's a waste of Gemeraton.
1: It's, it's great. It's, it's not very good at all. Ah, well.
0: The Sontum of Qualis.
1: Oh. And also, <laughs> it's a stupid title. It is. But it's a line from one of the books. It's the, it's the title of one of the short stories. It's the
0: title that. of one of the short stories, I think. <laughs> mm. Doesn't mean it's a good movie title, folks. It's bad. It's
1: bad. So
0: what you're saying it's is... actually bad. What you're saying is, instead of making Idris Elba the next James Bond and keeping it going, give Idris Elba a brand new action franchise.
1: Well, <laughs> he's, he's confirmed now that he's not doing it.
0: Well, yeah, it is. At the yeah, premiere. Yeah, I think yeah, it was mostly yeah. a
1: shut people because it was at the premiere of... What's this film?
0: Oh Yardi! Yardi! It was the premiere of Yardi. He mm. was asked repeatedly, and each time he went, "No, nope." Even though uh, the week before he'd been sort of joking around, teasing. Yeah, I think it, he's just—he's
1: yeah. just being. Well, there. I, th- I think
0: he, I think he was happy to tease it, and then a week later it was like, "Oh, for Christ's sake, this is all people are going to ask me at the premiere of my directorial
1: debut." Yeah, are you going to be Bond? Are you going to be Bond? Talk to me about the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Mr. Affleck, tell us about your recent film, but also, Sad Batman, am I right? No. Also, Ben Affleck.
0: You're a dirtbag and your brother's he even is, worse. He's falling
1: <laughs> apart, isn't he? Yep, at the that swings. It's just, guy needs some help. He's in a bad place. Yeah, Um, let's talk about midlife crisis. Um, But we won't dwell on that. Talking
0: about Midlife Crisis? No.
1: It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. (laughs) I just looked at the Um, content as I said Although, before we get to the next item I've got on the list, I just want to slip in. Uh, Oh? I finished the second season. Like Bond, you creepy, creepy man. I I finally finished the second season of Luke Cage last night. Oh, snap. Thought? And I thought, oh, I better finish this because fucking Iron Fist is out next week.
0: Yeah, I'm now two seasons behind. I, I haven't seen Jessica Jones season two and I haven't seen Luke Cage season two. Mind you, I've got my my evenings free now, so I might actually...
1: Hey! through it, so we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'll see. Um, What's it like? It's it's pretty good. Is it full of sexy music? It it is full of sexy music, (laughs) and it finishes in a really interesting place for Luke. Um, Oh, open-ended? Oh, yeah. Like... Active Like apparently they, they have always had a three season plan for Luke.
0: Oh good. Oh I so, like that. I like, I, like that they, I like that they have a plan. But it's a contained plan as opposed to like a... We have an eight year plan for the character in the show. Like so, the last...
1: No, three seasons. The last episode <laughs> is like an hour and ten minutes long. Okay. And the yes,
0: last, they've done that a couple times now. The, the last, last, last 15
1: to 20 minutes of it are lit just putting all the pieces in place for where he's going to be next time we see him.
0: Okay. Ooh.
1: Alright. Whatever form that takes. Yeah, be it a Defenders run-up, be it part yeah. of a Jessica Jones or Iron Fist season. I think it's more likely that the next time we'll see him will be full-on Luke Cage season 3. I don't... Where he's left at the end of... of the position he finds himself in at the end of season 2 of Luke Cage, he could show up in Iron Fist, but I don't know if that'll fit with the tone of that show. Um, there is an episode of Iron Fist and him teaming up in this season.
0: Is it called Heroes for Hire? No. Why the hell is it not called Heroes it's for Hire?
1: It's good, though. I'm down. I'm really It's pretty game. good. Um,
0: Does, uh, what's his face? Finn Jones? Yeah. Does he get to show off chops better in this? Have they found a better dynamic? It is better. Around?
1: It's still not great, but it is better.
0: <laughs> is it still not great because he's not great at it? Or is it not great because the taste of that season and the Defenders... And the character, and that is still there.
1: I tell you what, I'll see what he's like in the next season of Iron Fist, and yeah. I'll let you know. Because, okay. like I say, that's out on the Friday after this comes out. So, it's September 7th. So, yeah. But we won't be talking about it because I'll be on holiday. So, the next episode of this is going to be pre-record.
0: What? No! No, it isn't. It's totally going to be. Live and reactive. That's why we'll definitely yeah. ignore the we'll big news stories of the week because won't be obviously about those news stories are going to be really devastating. So we're just going to ignore them. Yeah, because we want to talk yeah. about other things.
1: Um, but let's talk about something nice before we talk about any because we're not going to talk about anything devastating. Um, we are recording this on August twenty eighth, twenty eighteen, the Year of our Lord, which would have been the one hundred and first birthday of Jack. King, the King Kirby. Oh yeah. So can we just talk about Jack Kirby for five to ten minutes? Let's talk about Jack Kirby five ten <laughs> well, for five, ten minutes.
0: Well let's say five to ten minutes, because we're recording two episodes. Oh, today. Okay, I mean yes. what? No, 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 no. We're we're what are we talking no, about? No, no,
1: and then uh, yeah, and I've got to talk about something I really don't want to talk about, but I think it's important <laughs> after this. Um for those who don't know, Jack the King don't Kirby
0: know. was a comic book illustrator, uh, and freaking revolutionary designer with an imagination. Second to none. I'm sure we probably
1: talked about him on this one. We've definitely
0: spoke about him before, but he's he's, he was he was probably the biggest driving force in comics, particularly in the 60s. That was probably like the decade where he shone the brightest because of how much work he took on. He was
1: basically drawing all of Marvel's books except for Spider-Man at one at one point.
0: Yeah, Um, Jack Kirby was there in the era, in terms of Marvel, he was there during the era of what was known as the Marvel Method, Yeah. where, for better or for worse, Stanley kept more artists employed by... That was the upside of it all. Yeah. Um, by loosely plotting or giving the loose plot structure to his artists, because he was in charge of writing so many books at this point. They would draw the story based on certain pages, yeah. and a couple of moments where he'd be like, oh, do that, do that, and do that. Yeah. And then... He would come in and finish the writing, give it to the letterer, yeah. or in some instances, instances be like, "Could you write that?" And I'll then yeah, put, put my the pizzazz on in, yeah. it and put the dialogue in. Um, for better, there's, there's there's pros and cons to how all that, that went on. But in terms of the economy of, of yeah. the world, of the artist world, and the comic world at that point, it kept a lot of people employed. But then Although again, not a lot of people got people, all the money they were owed, yeah, for that,
1: including Jack Kirby. Including Jack
0: Kirby. And in some cases, it's... people like Jack Kirby took on so many projects. Uh, yeah,
1: just to try and keep their head above water.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, it has been known that he obviously trained himself to a point where he could just plough through this he did
1: nothing but draw like, like.
0: In, in the 70s he was working on stuff where it was just like the accounts of people were like they'd ask in the morning they'd be like alright so we'll start that project." and then by the end of that week they'd be sent the complete thing already yeah it's like what the hell it's usually like two or three weeks before they get it and he'd just done it he'd done it bashed it out and had the time for it to be mailed over a couple
1: of days and you can tell that the sort of like speed of it because his work is so brutal Mm. Like it's, it's, there, there, it's there are all, casualties along the way. It's all like clenched faces and, yeah. and and like stocky poses. And it's just
0: the dude did not revel gorgeous. in the uh, he didn't revel in the um, sort of the poster, the poster pose sort of thing. The no. characters like he, you would not see necessarily a a giant pull out poster of a Jack Kirby cover or something like that because. They're not these big, grand, sexy, dynamic thingy. They just are. I don't know. I and there's, a lot, there's of definitely just, a lot of energy. But you know, you know, they're kind you, of you, soft, you,
1: sexy, and dynamic in their own way. No, but you
0: know what I mean? You like you've got your John Mayer seniors and things like that. you yeah, Get like, yeah. these big blow ups of their covers and yeah, the Jim yeah. Lees. Whereas Jack Kirby's don't really work in the same way. But there is so much character crammed
1: into those panels. Oh man. Um, I'll tell you what, boy. <laughs> his most notable work for me is Fantastic Four. Yeah, Hundred and two issues of him and Stan Lee. 100... Oh, my
0: god. Hundred and first birthday, hundred and two if you um yeah, he Just that was my proper introduction to him, aside from just glimpses in guidebooks yeah. and stuff, was uh reading the when the UK Fantastic Four was it called Fantastic Four Adventures? I, I believe, believe so. Yeah. That sounds started right. Started coming out in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Their first two strips were the then, I think it was Mark Wade and Mike Waringo. Coming yeah, up. yeah. Cause Waringo it would cause It would have f- well, picked
1: up after Heroes Reborn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they were picking up some of the late yeah. 90s stuff and then they skipped ahead a little bit.
1: When they reprinted Onslaught in Essential X-Men, they used that as a spring. They used the Heroes Return yeah. uh, event. Um, as a springboard to launch Avengers and Fantastic Four collections as well. That was the one. That's what it um, was.
0: But the backup strip, like the third strip in these magazines, was... For a bit it was something else. And yeah. then like six, seven issues in or whatever, it was Fantastic Four issue one. And yep. that became my favourite part of the mag. Like reading the older <laughs> ones was my favourite part yeah. of the mag because... Basic layout, basic page layouts, like, you know, square, square, maybe an oblong, square, square,
1: maybe, oh, no, a bunch of squares, like, except you get, but
0: he would cram so much story and emotion into those panels. He would also,
1: and then, also, there was some really weird stuff later on, particularly in Thor. Where he started using photo montage for really weird cosmic stuff. Mm. Like Ego, the Living Planet, the first appearance of Ego. Well, of course, because this is where um, he really
0: starts to use stuff like what's like the patented Kirby Crackle and yeah. things like that. Like these he different visual effects first, that, first that he would use to just create. Him and Steve Ditko were absolutely revolutionary at creating oh, yeah. what the cosmic marvel looks like. And cosmic comics beyond that. Because Kirby, of course, went over and worked with DC on New Gods. Was yes. that his? Is that his boy? Um, so, so some of his style carries over into the other parts of the the industry to the distinguished competition, and yeah, just the look of these things. Ben Grimm, there's only two artists I think of when I think of like a really good looking mm. the thing, and it's Jack Kirby and Mike Waringo Like those are the yeah. two i from like that's that's Ben Grimm to yeah. me. Waringo's has got a lot more emotion, and the baby blues like pop out, um, but Jacks looks like a man struggling with being all all thing. of jack kirby's
1: characters look like a man struggling <laughs> but you know what i mean though
0: like his, his ben graham looks like he resents being in the body he's in in every panel he never looks completely relaxed
1: ever it, you want to see a bonkers uh, kirby splash page that's the first appearance of ego the living planet from that's beautiful Thor 132 that is beautiful. That's photo montage with weird stuff on that is beautiful like it's Bonkers. Names one of his highlights, Matt. Um, early the Mighty Thor. Uh, after after Jane becomes the Mighty Thor, and it goes all weird and cosmic with stuff like Ego, uh, the Fantastic Four, obs Um, don't need no more. Don't need no more. The early Avengers stuff, although he comes off that quite quickly. Um.
0: Yeah, like that first batch of Avengers is his, isn't it? The yeah. first few issues and everything. He, that, he, that, that cover of Loki, like, over-the-shoulder shot of Loki looking at, at the first He team. drew
1: the original, uh, at least few first few issues of X-Men, Avengers, mm. Incredible Hulk. Uh, the first appearances of um, Ant-Man in Tales to Astonish of Iron... Uh, no, he didn't draw Iron Man, actually. Um, yeah, that was... Uh... I mean, he drew Go him heck? in. That. He
0: drew. He drew him in. Um, in Avengers.
1: Yeah. Um, what was else? At that, yeah. Over
0: at DC, did Etrigan the Demon?
1: Yeah, Etrigan the Demon's a, cl- a classic Kirby character. I'm not as familiar with his DC work. Um, Black Panther obviously debuted in Fantastic Four during Kirby's run. Not only did he did he help resurrect Captain America for the for the Silver Age of of comics, but also co created him in the Golden Age uh, yeah. during World War II. Of course, um, he's one of
0: Captain America's daddies. I mean. Yeah.
1: Uh, did a lot of cover work for for a lot of characters, even though he didn't draw the books, um, or or co-create them. He just Black Panther's one of his as well, isn't he? Yeah, Fantastic yeah, Four yeah. originally, of course. Yeah, maybe we did yeah. Fantastic Four, and then yeah, he's a villain. misguided a bit, sort of like for one issue, for like mm. an issue and a bit, maybe. And then he's like ah the Fantastic Four you are my friends now <laughs> come and hang out in Wakanda and they hang out in Wakanda and just live in luxury flights issues or something it's, it's yeah but all the time Johnny Storm was pining over Crystal because the Inhumans are locked in their own domed city it's like I've got to find a way to get to Crystal and Crystal's inside the Inhuman city going I've got to a way to get to Johnny, even though they've met each other for like five minutes. Yeah, but it's sixties comics. Oh, the quiet love, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, and then Doomsday happens. Uh, so it's all it's all very fun. Galactus, Mister Miracle's one of his King Galactus. Yeah, uh, Mister Miracle's uh, part one of the New Gods. Of course, yeah. Have yeah. they have they got the new version of that off the ground yet? Yeah, or did they come around for like an issue or two? Uh, Mister Miracle had again. a mini had a mini recently, and there's some meant New Gods stuff ongoing, going on, isn't it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, uh, but I'm not sure where the new gods, what the new gods' status is in the current DC universe. Mm-hmm. I know Mister Miracle's a thing; he's around. Oh God! Of course, Commandee. Commandee.
0: or is it Commandee? I was call him Commandee, but I think that's just the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say
1: Commandee. I have to watch Brave and the Bold again he's, like, he's in at least three <sighs> Brave and the Bold's. The last boy on earth. <laughs> a sensational DC Jack Kirby blockbuster. <laughs> I just. Like we're just we're just looking through covers of his on on the Google Image Search and just just the, the the dynamic strength of the figures like they're just big and stocky and like look at that like we're looking at Fantastic Four eighty two so you've got you've got the thing in the foreground and you've got Black Bolt coming over the top yeah that looks like a John Romita Jr like John Romita Jr has taken that sort of that width and strength yeah. and square figures and translated that directly into some of his best art. Mm. Like Kirby was the king, and everyone did what he did to the point where to, <laughs> to the point where in, in the early days of uh, of Marvel, if Jack Kirby wasn't drawing a book, he was probably doing the layouts, and then everyone else was pen, was penciling in his style on top. Yeah,
0: everyone else is finishing like,
1: it up. Yeah, like that happened quite a bit. Um, I mean, look at that not one. I'm thinking Thor, issue 144. Yeah. This battleground Earth. I'm just Thor reaching for this enormous cosmic rod in the <laughs> foreground. And it's, just... it's being wielded by a mystery assailant. You can not feel quite see the them. power in that image. And that's, you know... Oh! Tales of Asgard! Was that one of his? It was him and, him and Stan Lee. It was a backup feature in, um, in Journey into Mystery. Uh, and then it was collected as a mini series not long after the, the, the first Thor movie came out, or around the same time, I think, uh, which I've got the trade of as part of my you know the graphic novel collection. Um, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous! And it fills in all the, the mythology of of Thor, that early mythology of Thor, mm. and um, like adapts like some Norse myths into it, but with the Marvel twist, it's just great, just great.
0: Happy 101st, 101st birthday to the late great Jack Kirby. Do yourself a favour, folk.
1: Go read some Jack Kirby. Go
0: read some Jack Kirby. Go look. At, or just do what we've just done. Just Google Jack oh, Kirby covers and look at that lush, oh, freaking... I'm, I'm going
1: to have to dig into some 60s miles. Cavalcade. Tonight. I'm going to have to do it. A
0: Jack Kirby cover for a Ghost Rider. Look at that. I'm
1: going to dig out my Doomsday hardcover and go to town.
0: Surf, oh, look at that. Where
1: Soar's the... Sil- so Yeah, Silver Surfer was his hit. Silver Surfer and Galactus and The Watcher, Doctor Doom, all look those that. characters. Look like at they the crackle like Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. We like Jack Kirby, by the Fan way. Fan
0: of his work. Now, from lovely oh, comics God, to... Oh, right, God. I'm assuming okay. complicated right comics. Go. I know nothing of this, but I've seen it mentioned. It keeps social- popping up media. on Twitter, and
1: I thought I'd address it because... Basically... This is what got Ethan Van Skyver fired from DC. Um, Remind me yourself for a second who that is. Uh, artist for DC drew a lot of the. Um, a lot of the Jeff Johns Green Lantern stuff. Right. Flash Rebirth as well for Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. Um, drawn some great comics. Turns it out like it's a piece of shit. I think this was first came out about a year ago.
0: Am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like several people. Uh, notably,
1: women who work at DC. All came out of yeah. I'm... This all came out of so. Basically, the, it was a bunch of Marvel staffers. They were celebrating. Um, I think I remember celebrate that. the life of Flo Steinberg. She passed away a few days earlier. She was a uh, she had a key role in Marvel in the early days mm-hmm. and helped to expand it. Um, and editor Heather Antos, who was at the time editing the unbelievable Gwenpool. Um, they, she, here, are a bunch of female Marvel staffers went out and got milkshakes, did a selfie, and then yeah, I remember this. Just, it's
0: the Marvel milkshake
1: crew. Yeah. Fabu- hashtag fabulous. Fly. And then people just started throwing shit at her through Twitter and DMing. Um, and then let me guess, just oh
0: right, so you're not like the blokes aren't allowed to come and
1: celebrate with you? Oh, what is it? All just girl
0: power then? You're completely ignoring the men. Fakey fake oh, uh, girls. Fakey girls.
1: Um, Creep- oh, for God's sake, they all work for Marvel. The creepiest collection of stereotypical SJWs anyone can possibly imagine, because they're all getting milkshakes, apparently. Ugh, for um, sake. And then it was later dubbed... The whole thing was later dubbed Comics Comicsgate. Um, uh, how to kill a phrase? Keep attaching it to the com- yeah, <laughs> it was, well, Because that's things, the thing. But, that's yeah. the thing. It's like that those kind of movements have always come... Um, From whining straight white males? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Well, (laughs) what happened in October of last year at New York Comic Con? A Marvel breakfast for retailers. Uh, Apparently a few retailers got upset about declining sales and laid the blame on black, homo and freaking female comics put out by Marvel.
0: Oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Right, so Marvel have in the last five years in particular, a bit longer but five years notably, been pushing for more of a diverse cast in terms of its like if you went to a comic stand and you looked at the Marvel releases, you would see white heroes, black heroes, heroes from Asia, heroes from like families that have grown up in America from elsewhere in the world. You would see writers uh of different gender, you would see writers of colour on the books, you would see a variety of characters. If you like Spider Man, great. If you would like to see a different take on Spider Man, you've got a couple of other characters out there from different ethnic yeah. backgrounds also in the role of Spider Man. The like, thing... They're basically going, here's an option, guys. It's providing something that isn't there. Yeah. And trying to fix essentially a problem that has been around for a while that is not the fault of the people who came before them per se. Yeah. But a lot of people take it as that. But also, a lot okay. of people take it as, oh, you're saying we were being racist because we didn't have these things. You're just pushing an agenda. There's a
1: thing that people it's get upset. People, people get upset about like status quo of comics changing mm. all the time. It's like Female Thor. Is, what?
0: Because they had a cool is, story to tell and decided that Jane Foster should yeah. be Thor for a bit. That is the literally... continuity. Because Thor in isn't comics. a person per se; it's also sort of an identity and an inheritance. Well, yes, because the the, the yeah, and the, Thor
1: still existed. Yeah, like was So he's The he's like, the, uh, the, unworthy Thor. the unworthy Thor. The unworthy
0: Thor, and, and unworthy you had it said, it. you could read two stories. You yeah. could find out the person who has the mantle and what they're doing now the Jane Foster story and you could read Unworthy Thor and find out what he's doing on the side yeah like it's not like your stuff got taken
1: away the but story's just got it, yeah, expanded exactly. yeah, yeah. You know, like people get hung up on continuity and like oh this shouldn't be this because they were this before I'm like as long as you've got a good story to tell <sighs> pardon me continuity <laughs> only matters insofar as it allows you to tell the story you want to tell yeah. If continuity gets in the way of telling us what you want to tell, but you think it's good, just ignore it. Yeah. Fucking Bendis did. Yeah. Does. <laughs> like, and but true. People like, call him out on it all the time. But true. But it's like, like whatever. If, if it you tell a
0: good story, great. And then you can retcon from that point if you the want. Ma- if the another mythology...
1: writer wants to stick
0: to continuity, they can go, well, I can either ignore what they did and go back, or yeah. I'll do it based on what they did. The
1: mythology of these characters and these universes is so fluid and... Yeah. Flexible that you can just kind of do whatever you want with it and fudge it as much as you need to. You can tell the story of high school. You
0: you can tell a flashback story of high school Peter Parker now, and guess what? That and the stuff that happened in the sixties—they still both happened. If the writer decides that they both happened. yeah. yeah. But even if they did both happen, you're gonna look at them and you be like, "Yeah, these visually look very different from each other, and they're talking very different. It's because it's fluid. It's time moves and changes.
1: Like, yeah, basically, the Marvel Universe is always at. Um, oh the Fantastic Four appeared about 15 years ago yeah and the Avengers oh, a couple of years after that yeah but and it just moves it just moves forward yeah. uh, to the present and then backdates some stuff Um,
0: and eventually it's going to move on even further as yes, well yes it is like because it's a very slow rate of ageing like if Fantastic yeah. Four appeared 15 years ago Johnny now is like 30
1: if that In yeah he's the same age yeah. as Peter Parker so whatever age Peter, so, is like, supposed so like late to be, 20s moving to the that case. is that yeah. is what age Johnny's supposed to be yeah
0: Which is completely fine because we have like decades worth of stories of the characters slowly taking place over time. Fair enough, that's great. And hey, maybe it means in the future, in terms of the continuity and narrative. In about ten years from now, they decide. You know what? Yeah. We're going to start introducing a new generation of heroes, and these
1: will now. Which, be the is, what the Which what is what they've been doing. Which is great. for the last couple of years. Kamala Khan. Last, Miles t- decade, really?
0: Yeah, Miles Morales. Recontextualising characters like Carol Danvers to give yeah. them a different role and uh, more, more of a key role, so that they get more of the spotlight instead of just being part of yeah. team books. Riri Re- Re- like Williams as, as Ironheart. Um, yeah. Who's him, now getting an ongoing? Handing over yeah.
1: the 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 mantle of the Hulk to Amadeus Cho. Amadeus Cho. Uh, things like it's just
0: yeah like new characters and legacy characters yeah who who are who are taking on the names and, and like this is great as a reader myself I think that's awesome yeah because I will always love the character the, char- the older characters and yeah. even if they're written out I'll always love them and if I want to see them i go back and read any of the things with them yeah like, I, that's, You can't... It exists. People I love mean, Watchmen. No one's sitting around going, make more Watchmen. They but did it they anyway. Did, when they did, people were like, some were like, oh, I enjoy this. And others were like, I didn't need
1: this. I've not read any before Watchmen. There's
0: a good example.
1: Like, Things lo- they I got love, to the halfway point. I love
0: I that story. Like oh, there it is. It exists in that book. Yeah. I can go back and revisit it whenever I want. Like, that's
1: how it works. Yeah.
0: People get really greedy in terms of their attachment to the characters. They get... They get, they get and they get defensive.
1: They, they begin to feel yeah. ownership more than... More than uh, they actually have, and moral, unfortunately, have.
0: it manifests in, or at least encourages those with with tendencies of homophobia, xenophobia, yeah. um, sexist or bigoted views. Which is so, like, so a year ago, that photos put out some of the female employees of Marvel go out and get sh- milkshakes and take a selfie, and an, un- uh, an unnervingly loud reaction is from people being like, oh, I know boys are Oh, this is disgusting. Oh, you're fake geek girls. Why? Why not just say, oh, that's really cool that you're honouring one of Marvel's most important figures. That's awesome. Girl power. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And just like, oh, yeah, great. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: So that was a year ago. So yeah, and then Richard C. Meyer, who runs the Diversity in Comics channel, on YouTube, okay. Is this a pro-diversity um, in comics or
0: a critique of diversity in comics? Because a, that is a big thing on YouTube as well. Is this, people
1: slamming the diversity in comics? This is a critique okay. of diversity in comics. Um, Bleeding Cool, who are a problematic website of themselves, yeah, uh, listed him in an end-of-year countdown of influential people in comics, calling him the center of alt-right comics hate speech. With the ability to get comic creators who really should know better to engage with him, even if they are screaming for blood, and then he, um, okay, so they acknowledge him by saying he's important because yeah. he's making waves, but it's
0: not necessarily for the right reasons. Yeah, uh,
1: and then he aligns himself with Ethan Van Skyver, who is the guy, a guy who's worked for DC a lot, does the Flash Rebirth, Green Lantern. Um, on Twitter, he's like, "Oh, I'm a diverse guy. I'm a diverse guy." But he's publicly identified himself as a Republican. He leans towards a Breitbart-flavoured right. Right. Because, again, Um, like
0: disclaimer for any of our American listeners. There's nothing wrong with being a Republican, but there are things wrong with being a piece of shit. um, And unfortunately, a lot of the further right-leaning places are problematic because they just want to cause hatred and, and stuff. Well, a picture of his... You can be a Republican and be a good person. Of course you can. It'd be stupid to say otherwise. But then there are others who take it too far.
1: But he's he's also he's shared a bunch of Trump memes, stuff like that. Um, he, oh god, yeah, yeah. Uh, pro war stuff. Uh, <laughs> he labels his sketchbooks "My Struggle." Oh god, in reference to Mein Kampf, uh,
0: Hitler's, and, uh, Hitler's uh, memoir.
1: Yeah, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so you know, not not a great dude. Not a great dude. Um, and he's sort of taken it and run with it. Um, you know, he's done stuff with things like uh, he's cut old Facebook followers to go kill themselves. He's uh, he got Daryl Io, a black independent comics creator. Um, he he they got into an argument on Twitter. Uh, he'd also been the subject of a comics diversity video. Van Skyver invited him on in his show because Van Schyber is quite active on YouTube. Because of course he is. Um, and then he started getting harassed by by comics gate. So it's not it's a it's a whole um, shitstorm. It's a whole shitstorm, and it's not really one big thing. But it's it's essentially a group of uh, of incidents that have basically divided. Uh, comic fans into two sort of camps, uh, to the point where like uh, they they keep getting blacklists, the comics gate blacklists that keep <laughs> coming out from this movement of like um, SJW creators that you should evolve, that you should avoid. And then there's a, there's, one, there's one example here of this tweet, uh, which is like, so you should avoid. Tamara bon, bon, uh, Bonvillain, Tess Fowler, John Lehman, Justin Gray, Larry Hammer, Jamal, uh, Jamal Eagle, Richard Pace, Josh Hale Fieldkov, Kwanzaa, Aubrey Citizen. And it's like, they're just, all oh, these are people who, who uh, 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 you know, pushing the, the agenda. Uh, the more recent one um, organises names under titles like the Pravda Press or the SJW Vipers. Um, <sighs> and yeah, like Lara, Larry Hammer again. Mark Wade, Alex DeCamp, Kelly Sue Matt Fraction, Tina Coates. It's it, basically good it's, people it's, doing good work. It is not coincidental that all these people singled out are women or people of colour or fucking um, left-leaning political figures, uh, like, political beliefs. However, the thing that kicked all this off and what more recently happened is over the weekend we got what began um, as pros from Marvel and DC and beyond of sort of express solidarity against Comicsgate that then spiraled into harassment against Marsha Cook the widow of late writer and illustrator Darwin, Darwin Cook, Cook. Oh, Christ basically um do, 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 again do, do, another do,
0: person whose artwork you should look at because it's yes, Darwin artwork. Cook
1: was the, the fucking bomb so Tom Taylor, who writes Injustice, uh, wrote Justice League, Power Rangers crossover. He put out a tweet saying, I believe comics for everyone. There is no excuse for harassment. There is no place for homophobia, transphobia, racism or misogyny in comics criticism. And then that got copied, pasted and paraphrased around Twitter by other comics professionals. So people like... Uh, Magdalene Visaggio, Jodie Howser, Kelly Thompson, Tim Seeley, Margaret Stoll, Jason Latour, Tini Howard, Bill Senkevich, Greg Pack, Fabian Nikesia, Benjamin Perse, Jeff Lemire, Tom King, all those people. Mm-hmm. So, Marsha Cook came back to social media because a bunch of Pro Comics Gate folks had shared a video of Darwin Cook at a con where he says. I don't want to see characters who have been straight for 60 years become lesbian overnight because the creators are too stupid to come up with something decent. Okay. Which isn't a, like, a great thing isn't to a say. Isn't a greatly...
0: word. It's definitely not a greatly yeah. word. Like, I see his... Intense. Yes. Well but it is worded unfortunately very bluntly and kind of Marcia, kind of nastily. Marsha Cook but goes, it, it sort of dismisses the idea of sexual identity yeah. as being something you can switch on and off like a light well, switch. Marsha yeah. Cook
1: went on to explain uh-huh. that he meant retroactively changing sexuality for sales promotion. He was against queer baiting, basically. Yeah, which is yeah, good. Um, like, which fair is, enough you know, because
0: queer baiting is but kind it of also, gross. he also See, feels like Sherlock. it was
1: a bit of an <laughs> ambush interview. Okay. Uh, kind of yeah. Took the question when it's like, "That's just said so." So the clip has been um, taken out of context. Yeah, and she argues that his, his each... response. His response is blunt. The clip was sort of presented without any context to it. And and, and she argued that he championed diversity hate and hated misogyny, homophobia, and racism. And of course, more people came at her for that, and then mm-hmm. more um, more comics pros came out in support of her. So it's it's really this last weekend that it's really. Um, Crystallized into a strong show of well, it's that, it's that one thing of repelling of, of this comic so, gate. So if
0: you're pro comic gate, you're the alt right, yeah. loud, non diversity Okay, right. Because um, um, I was thinking, I that's thing I never got a game gate. It was like, right, well, hang on, pro. Wait, what? Huh? So, right, pro comics gate people have seen that clip and decided, to see, one of your own that you respected and yeah, agree with us, yeah, basically, and is his, you know, his widow
1: is saying, no. Taking, yeah,
0: yeah, it's unfortunately worded in that. They're taking clip. the
1: words of a dead man and trying to put, use it to push their own agenda. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because again, they don't have a point other than hatred. Yeah, like, they don't have a genuine concern other than hatred for things that are different. Like
1: there's a video. They're,
0: they're shouting and using the again. They're using the words of a dead man as a weapon. There's a video a dead man here. Who definitely did not feel of someone as strongly or even anywhere in the same ballpark
1: as they did. There's someone like there's a video of some, one of these comic skaters stabbing st- stabbing a copy of West Coast Avengers the new West Coast Avengers series because right. it's more hipster trash so they sp- oh, so they so they spent the money just, they just like spent the money they gave marvel money they keep blaming the low readership on forced diversity <laughs> it's like it's just it's not it's <laughs> that's not the, the industry anymore like you're mm. not going to get another Jim Lee's X-Men you're not going to get that um that success, because the industry isn't like that anymore. Um, I like
0: this, to obviously different, because it's different to do with race and sort of elements of xenophobia and homophobia and everything, but like, it's like, I have, what's one of my favourite TV shows? Doctor Who. Yes. Have I enjoyed Doctor Who much in the last five years, in terms of the new stuff? Mm -mm. No. This would be like me on sort of camera, setting fire to my collection, and going, see? See what? What, what point am I making? Mm. Other people dig it. I've got a no problem with it. The viewership's declined. But that's not because it's not exactly the same as I want it to be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: it's so stupid. And again, it's just that it, it sums it up that the po- they want to make a point. I'm going to buy this issue. I'm going to buy this issue and then stab it with a knife to show how much I dislike it. It's like, what? Yeah. Well, you've given the company your money. So they don't care. And what you're doing looks childish and vi- unnecessarily violent. So people are going to think you're nuts. What are you trying to prove?
1: Yeah. That and, you're a xenophobe and a homophobe. And there's all sorts of... There's, there's more storied sort of... Um, ups and downs to this whole fucking movement. You can tr- Some people have traced it back to Chelsea Kane's Mockingbird series being cancelled because of the Ask Me About My Feminist Agenda cover. Um, oh, and then okay. no, I mean, the abuse that she got I can see why
0: that. that sort of pissed people but at the um, same time
1: like, yeah, it's not a reason to cancel a freaking book. Richard, Richard C. Mayer who runs this Comics and Diversity channel he tried to publish a book called Jawbreakers Lost Souls which is basically I, from what I've seen of it it's this fucking it's this like young blood, wildcat style, oh, 90s like 90s throwback bullshit, pouches, pouch. and yeah, and, basi- and basically uh, a bunch of retailers, um, and Antarctic Press, who were going to publish it, basically yeah. so said after after Mark Wade had a conversation with them, mm. they were like, "Yeah, we don't think this this appeals to our demographic, and it's not the kind of person we want to associate ourselves with, mm. so we're not publishing it anymore." Yeah, and that pissed ev- that pissed um, all the the comics gators off even more. I wouldn't be surprised um, if the majority
0: of the comics gators are all in their mid to late thirties.
1: I I honestly believe
0: all white and straight.
1: Yeah, all really
0: it's, really it's, annoyed it's, that their toys are being quote. It's the, I think it's exactly the quote, same kind
1: of people who were getting upset about the Last Jedi. For, well, not for legitimate. Thank you reasons. very much. Thank you very um, much. Thank you, you very much. Um, Disclaimer. I think it's. I think it's. <laughs> but yeah,
0: it's this whole thing of. Oh, it was terrible because there's a Chinese character in it. Well, I'm sorry. Wait. What well, could you
1: write? Re- there's so many things wrong with what you just said. I reckon there would be. A big old crossover in the Venn diagram between these folks and the remake, the Last Jedi crowd. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's my. That's my. Um, That's my belief.
0: And again, nothing wrong with being conservative or Republican in your beliefs, guys. If you truly believe that you, you know, you like the things you're doing are for the best reasons. But that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these people owned a certain red hat.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Just like, why? Why? Why don't we do an email? (laughs) Okay,
0: because, that was a good segue. That, that, because, that was depressing. Let's do something less depressing. Because Comics Gate.
1: Hopefully, let's see what people have been saying. Comics Gate is making me sad. And we're going to bring in this episode around an hour, so that's got to be a record. I know. Um, this what? one comes in from Dan. Hello, Dan, with your tiny knees. Dan Rowlings. He's got tiny knees. The return of Dan Rowlings. Dan Rowlings. He says, he says, today. Oh! Uh, it's my birthday. And he said this five days ago. Oh, <gasps> uh, I met Dan Sherrett of the Five Who Fans and aimless wanderings in Burger King.
0: <laughs> he's always hanging out in uh, Burger King. Was,
1: he was more than happy to chat about the channel and what he's been up to, and inspired. And it inspired this week's big damn question. Oh, mens, what is the weirdest place you've met someone you didn't think you would meet? Oh! During the Doctor Who 50th anniversary celebration in London, I was stood outside the toilets when Peter Davison, Colin Baker, and Sylvester Ye McCoy mm-hmm. walked past and said hi. <laughs> Colin's stomach hit me in the face, and oh, I'll never forget it. I'm not sure oh, that's true. Oh, be nice you. to Colin. Colin, oh Colin! Um, he was the best that he could be. I'm sure I saw Matt on Dean's gate recently as well, but wasn't totally sure if it was him, so I didn't risk running up to him once to find out it wasn't. That's all, big damn bastards. <gasps> Skongo was the best villain. It probably um, was you. It, it was probably was me. I do my my shitty my shitty day job is um, on the corner of Mount Street and Peter Street at a um, coffee shop of which the franchise we will not name. Um, so yeah, I, it's it, Nero. It, I do I do walk. It's, it's hmm, I can you can't confirm, say whether it is or not. <laughs> I can either confirm or deny the identity of the chain in which I work because that means then I can talk shit about them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which I frequently do. Uh, so <laughs> that earns you a Tim Curry laugh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you may well have seen me on Dean's Gate. I do go I do go through Dean's Gate on my way to and from my boring shitty day job. Um weirdest place you've met people you didn't think you'd meet. Uh Nico McBrain, the drummer from my maiden, was in my work a few a few months back. Oh yeah, you did mention he, that Yeah, because he was yeah. opening his drum shop in Trafford so, and then he ended up in the centre of Manchester and then I looked up just after I started my shift to serve him you know, to serve the next person I was like oh, it's a fucking nick on my brain cool <laughs> um, that, was, that was that Well, that's it that by surprise because you're, you're in a sort of disarmed position though yeah. but you're like
0: I I can't say anything to them really which is good I suppose
1: yeah. but at the same time
0: he's yeah, here for a little bit I'd like to say when, something
1: to them When I was working at the Bush Theatre um, down in London because uh, I was working in front of the house and uh, I was duty managing and stuff, I would always see people mm. from different oh, yeah, places. Well, when, I
0: when I came when I came uh, when I was making Dennis the Menace and nashville for a good portion yeah. of that year, I, I crashed with you. Yeah, and I I'm, I I'd meet you. I'd, it was usually a Monday or Sunday yeah. night, and I'd meet you at the bush. yeah and I remember one night sitting at the bar, and David Schwimmer sat in there. Yeah, I was just like, "Yeah, David.
1: oh wow." David Schwimmer was was doing it was was, was, Ed was directing a uh, one woman show for someone. Was like helping them out with it. Um, to I, I I bumped into
0: Chris Eccleston in Morrisons and Eccles. Nice, about thirteen years ago. Nice, probably would have been. Yeah, that was nice. cute. That was really I, cute. Um, sort of like, oh wow. It was like during the early tenant years. And I remember just being really surprised. I sort of clocked to eye. You're a you're I, a human man. I clearly had that look on my face of, huh? And he saw the back and he went, "Hiya!" I was like, "Hello!" Ah! And that was sweet. I and oh, then we started with college because he came in up and properly.
1: I went into the cause... toilets at the Bush once to take to take a whiz and noticed <laughs> yeah. that I was at the urinal next to Arthur Davil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I once told off David Tennant and said, "Do you need to take your seat so we can start the show?" That was good fun. Um, he's very nice. Uh, he's I, like, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, he's... and then he knocked
0: over several glasses. Yeah, it's like he stared you in the face. Um, and went, Tell me that again. Tell me that again. And then you wrestled him. Oh, and then you was... kissed passionately. Oh man!
1: If yeah, only. Um, <laughs> who else? Who else has pops up there? Um, Pete Capaldi. Oh, and what is he, he doing with the bush Yeah, he, was, he came to see a, a show once there, so I served him briefly, and uh, um. Oh, somebody just fell over on the oh. sink that was creepy uh, but he, he was I think it was it must have been around the time he was doing three um, not three around the time he was doing Musketeers because he had the he had the, facial the beard hair. yeah um, and it was before he'd been announced as Doctor Who but like a week before or something mm.
0: freshly shaved yeah um, um, I, I went to uh, the press night for the Infidel at the West End oh yeah I got an invite because um, what's it I I, 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 I Really tangentially know David Badil a bit because uh, I worked with his wife Moina Banks, yes, and Dennis and Mason Nasher, yes. And um, so I got an invite, he chucked me an invite with a plus one, he was like, Come, come to the thing. I was like, Yay, I don't Fantastic. live in London anymore. And he out, so me and the lovely Tom Reese K uh popped along because we were planning on meeting up and not seeing him in Donkey, so we went yeah. to it, yeah, and um. And so there's lots of people there and I very briefly chatted with like uh, Jonathan Ross for a moment mm-hmm. and Sasha Brown Cohen and I was like oh this is kind of cool and it was a bit whirlwindy I was like this is fucking insane um, but I ended up having a five minute chat and it was only a couple of minutes into it that I realised it hit me uh, with Lindsay Duncan yeah <laughs> about Hacker the Dog yeah she loves Hacker the Dog yeah <laughs> so we were chatting about that and I was just chugging away and in my head I was like this is Duncan. Just sort of hit me too. minutes is the conversation. Yeah, that was a, that's one of those ones. So it was an environment where I was around a lot of people that I admire. And I was like, oh my god, it's really cool. But it was only during that conversation that I was like, oh, I actually feel a bit. Butter, yeah.
1: butterflies here. Um, that's quite nice. That, that was that was cute. Dominic um, West was a big supporter of the Bush Theatre, so I met him <laughs> at one of the uh, supporters' evenings, which I was running as the as the manager for that night. So that was quite that was quite nice. I've served Benedict Cumberbatch and Bill Bailey, not at the same time, different nights. <laughs> Should at the same with each hand um, whilst there's
0: ordering. Charlie
1: Charlie has a great one actually. Oh, I, <laughs> um, uh, he, where he was on his way to <laughs> somewhere or other and bumped and almost literally bumped into um, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, and 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 very briefly collided. exchanged a, a bit, exchanged a thing with him, but couldn't like get a foreign. And because apparently he was very nice and apologetic, but he was, he was running late for a, for a, a show he was going to go see. Uh, not uh, sure who he was in thankfully yeah. um, and he was like I'm oh, sorry, sorry guys but Charlie would just say nice things to him and he just had to run off like just had to run off. so I was like okay cool uh, that's, that's neat and just, uh, bump, it into yeah, just, just bump, bump, bump it in the locker yeah just bump it in the okay. locker just bump right in um, my a friend of mine I worked at the library with when I was when I was down in London uh, I used to work in a library down in Deptford uh, and, and it was when they were filming Age of Ultron friend of mine just went into a bakery to get some lunch and Joss, Joss Whedon was in there getting lunch. <laughs> There's pictures of him with Joss Whedon, like, on a break from filming Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah, I don't... I've, 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 I've bumped into loads of people. Lucy's... Um, uh, she might correct me, but, like, I think
0: uh, one of the one of the cutest ones was when Lucy uh, had a very brief chat with John Leeson. We were doing, oh! we were doing the Doctor celebration, and, um... Uh, we'd done like the first event because uh, me and Kevin Scott were co-hosting uh, yeah. a, a games thing. And then we went back to the, lo- the lift and Lucy had come towards the first one. And we got in the lift and we have been taken up and we suddenly realised that, oh, Camille Cajori's in here. there's a few other oh. people here. This is kind of cool. And John Leeson, Lucy's wearing uh, a full doctor scarf. And John Leeson just sort of goes, I just wonder how many... How many miles and miles of that material do you think has been used to make that scarf over the years? <laughs> and you could tell it just sort of struck him. Yeah. And Lucy went, oh, oh, I don't know. And he was like, mm, It's an interesting thought, isn't it? to think about. <laughs> I was just like, ah! What? Yeah. <laughs> What's and happening? Canine just chatting away about canine. his calf.
1: Um Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, it's, it's yeah, no, and I do hope we have many more random bumping oh, folk over. Another these. good one, oh, which good. I didn't,
1: which I didn't get because I didn't know who they were. Oh, and bro, Ross Noble once
0: said my Boba Fett hoodie was nice. Nice as he walked past. He went, oh, that's <laughs> nice. Really? That's Boba Fett's really good. Uh, just trying to
1: walk. I was like, oh, fucking Ross Noble. I once kicked out, kicked the pub. I, the pub I used to work in not long after I moved back into Manchester. I once kicked out the trailer park boys <laughs> because they brought because we had a no because <laughs> we had a no outside food policy. Someone so, that one of, them, one of them brought a subway in, and I was like, "Dude, you can't hear that!" And he was like, "Oh, sorry." And then I went outside, and that was it.
0: So like, if, if you want to stand outside, eat outside, and then come in, yeah. go for it, mate. Go for I'm it. this wine.
1: Get out you yeah. you dick. And then, and then, <laughs> and then the people I went were like, "Those are the trailer park boys." I was like, "Who?" <laughs> what I still don't know if you're there Benedict Cumberbatch I know that it's a show that's on YouTube <laughs> and it's a comedy show apparently but I, I every time I look at it I go nope not for me thank you very much nice to Trailer Park boys you hear Benedict Cumberbatch and you oh! say
0: oh let's lots of folk some folks go to stuff
1: <laughs> let's go let's go somewhere else let's go fly By a and... kite so, little reminder: next week's episode is, is going definitely
0: to be... timely. It's definitely timely, but that being said, don't expect emails to be read. You do not get any on
1: it because we're recording it ahead of time. So, deal
0: with it. But we will bank um, uh, some emails for the following week. Yes, so and get course, them send info.
1: Big contact at gmail.com Of course, at big dumb cast on Twitter. Big Damn stream on Twitch. You'll see us about. Yeah, I'm um, stream a bit more of the next couple of weeks. I've got a bit more free time. Well, so September October is going to be a bit of a weird. Time for us because we've got you've got a lot of stuff on. <laughs> you, so, you, you've got basically you've got a bit of a break coming. I've got I'm, I'm on holiday for a little bit. I've got a then, holiday
0: coming with a slightly grown up thing, yeah. So yes. um, um,
1: and so yeah, but but, yeah. but by the mid October normal business will have been resumed, yeah. So but don't you
0: worry, big damn cast ain't going anywhere. They'll oh be one no. every bloody week, even if one week someone has to play me
1: like a fiddle. oh they played us like a damn fiddle. I played this city like a heart from hell. Mix Master Alfred. <laughs> like a heart from hell. Imagine that, that, that turned public opinion against the Penguin. Yeah. What the fuck will it take to turn public opinion against Donald Trump? Based on if if that if, if someone had to, if, if someone had a video like recording of, some, of Donald Trump saying something like that, they'd fucking cheer him. Yeah, like oh, he played well. So savvy. I turned this country so savvy
0: into a pile of shit.
1: Out of the deal, so savvy, such a savvy businessman.
0: He's on it. He's on it. He's going to make America great again. Fucking and he's going to so make good. comics great again. And he's going to make America white again. <laughs> Christ
1: alive! I right, on that note.
0: Well, based on last week, we we stopped recording. Yeah. and then Charlie five minutes later went oh Danny Boyle's been sacked from Bot." <laughs> we're like
1: oh well well if we if we stop recording now then Disney might re James Gunn and Trump might get impeached let's do it bye everyone
0: if all those things happen it's because of us